Blog Talk Radio. Just to name a few. So head on over to iTunes, 
subscribe. Like I said, you subscribe for free, and then you get all these great shows, 1640 PW. PR, that is where you want to be. And like I said, as we started this show off, we're in WrestleMania season. We got the Rumble is behind us, the first Raw of the WrestleMania season in front of us tonight as we are on the fast lane, wink, wink, towards WrestleMania. Lots of stuff to get into on tonight's show. So without further ado, I'm going to tag him in, get my tag team partner on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? I got a lot of good, some bad, and a little bit of ugly to discuss about last night's Royal Rumble. So let's let's get right into it. Yeah, and before we get into that, um, you know, some breaking news that occurred uh, today uh, in the 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 area of the independent scene. And uh, those of you, uh, you know, it's funny because I'd say I was going to say those of you in the uh, northern New Jersey area would would be would know this promotion, but. Uh, this promotion's been growing in leaps and bounds in recent years. Uh, even coming into you know the end of 2015 and 2016, uh, PWS, uh, one of the larger uh, independent promotions uh, in the area, definitely looked like the sky's the limit. They were moving in the right direction. They uh, had an event scheduled for Saturday. It was PWS versus Global Force Wrestling. Uh, which they wound up having to postpone because of the snowstorm. Uh, but with with everything looking uh, towards the positive with this promotion, we get breaking news uh, today that Pat Buck, uh, who is uh, one of the partners in charge of PWS, um, is leaving. Is leaving PWS. He uh, stated in a long uh, uh Written release, press release, he says, I am publicly withdrawing from Pro Wrestling Syndicate, LLC. Um, he goes on for a while. Uh, he says he would like to publicly thank his former partner, Eric Pluska, for many years of emotional success. Um, you know, lots of interesting stuff. And he does say that he will be back uh, on that they're doing another show, and he's going to be in the ring uh, telling everybody exactly why he's leaving PWS or left PWS. So uh, interesting stuff, Dave, because like I said, you know, for the most part, any news that you heard coming out of this promotion was positive. Um, I was looking, honestly, with 2016 for uh, this promotion to really grow, Just kind of shocking news on the independent scene today, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a pretty big deal. I mean, like you said, in recent years they've grown uh, – you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, be guests at one of their shows uh, during WrestleMania weekend a few years ago in New Jersey. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun time. Uh, they 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 put on a pretty big show. You're there for a while. They they make sure you get your bang for your buck and even then some and more, as we like to say here at the Ken Reedy Show. Um, so you know, unfortunately, Pat Buck uh, has stepped aside, and uh, you know. What the future holds for Pro Wrestling Syndicate, who knows? I mean, I know that they had a television deal locally in the in the northern New Jersey area. Um, I think even in the New York area as well. I, I'm not 100% certain on that. I didn't get to do all my, my fact-checking before we went on the air in regards to that subject. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the independent wrestling scene is stuff like this happens all the time. It's the norm. Uh, when one door closes, another one opens, and it's you know if, if if another door opens and it's bigger and better things for the talent to perform, then 
by all means, I'm I'm 100% for it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we definitely here. We will be following the story if we get any uh, more breaking news. Uh, but the interesting, and, and I'm really curious what this is going to entail. But January 30th is the date that Global Force Wrestling will be honoring uh, their show, their commitment that they missed this past Saturday due to the weather. Uh, so they will be holding a show at the Rahway Rec Center. And Pat Buck has said that he will be on the show uh, as a wrestler. And that night, he will announce why exactly he's moving on from PWS. So, again, we will follow this story closely. If we hear any more information, we'll bring it on to you. But, uh, yeah, interesting stuff uh, from the independent scene is Pat Buck uh, moving on from PWS and starting uh, wrestling, let's see, wrestling, Wrestle Pro. Wrestle Pro is uh, his new promotion. So, we'll see what happens with that. Interesting stuff, and as I said, we are in the midst of WrestleMania season. It is that time, uh, that time of year. You know, a lot of times, Dave, we kind of speculate, and, uh, you know, late in the year before, like, oh, it seems like WrestleMania season starting early, blah, blah, blah. But now, officially, we are in WrestleMania season, and uh, a lot of stuff to get into last night. And, uh, Dave, I want to hear your take, man, like, you know, Three-hour extravaganza, the Rumble match. What was your thoughts, the overview, as far as uh, how the event hit you last night? Um, well, I didn't do too well on my picks. Uh, I will. I and neither one either. of us did. I got. You know, in, I'm glad you brought of, that up, Dave, because I was looking at that. We're usually pretty good, and between the two of us, two of us, we we did not do well at all last night. That was yeah, the only match. It's a good thing we don't put money on this. I, no, I know. I mean, the only matches I got correct were, I want to say, uh, Ambrose winning and uh, New Day winning. I mean, every, yeah, you everybody got that, else, and I got I, Ambrose and Charlotte. That was it for us. Yeah. We each got two. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it was, I mean, as far as picks go, I mean, I, it was awful. But, um, you know, that's my overview on my picks <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But on the show itself, um I thought it was a good show. I wouldn't say it was great. I wouldn't say it was one of the most memorable Royal Rumble events of all time. But overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought that the opener with Owens and and Ambrose was very similar to, uh, you know, uh, last man standing matches that you would see in the Attitude Era. I thought thought it was one of the better last man standing matches in recent years. uh, Because that formula of last man standing matches over the, you know, several years in the PG era of kind of, uh, watered down the concept, and I think that they really kind of brought the intensity to that match, which helped in the build-up and it helped in the payoff of this match. That was great. Um, tag team title match was good, good stuff. I, I, I was happy with the new day one. Um, the U.S. title match, it was you know, I, I, I was kind of confused again. Why are they going back and forth with the title switch between the two of them? It wasn't a bad match. It was pretty good, but. Uh, I still just didn't understand the title switch. Um, the girls' match I thought was good. It told a good story, and I liked the the the, the ending with Sasha Banks coming out. She, you know, she got a pretty big pop considering you know her roots in NXT, being in Orlando. Uh, you know, Orlando is NXT country in recent years, so uh, you know that that came off real well. And then the Rumble match itself. Um, there's a few holes in that match that I'm sure that you and I will be discussing, but. Um, I thought the match was probably one of the better Rumble matches in recent years. I'd probably say in the past, you know, three or four years. Um, 
because the Rumble, I mean, because it was a new concept. It was it, it was exciting. It was fresh that the championship was on the line and the champion was defending it in the match. And, you know, it, it, you didn't have too many surprises um, in terms of surprise entrance. Uh, we, you know, we'll talk about those in a few minutes. But I just thought overall um, the spots and some of the pacing and the timing and just the stories that were told in the Rumble match itself were pretty good. Overall, I'd say it was a good show. Like I said, it wasn't great, but I, I I enjoyed the show. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. I mean, it is one of those shows, you know, I mean, we have a house full of people. I know you you have some people over. like, And it, it's always, you know, the Rumble in and of itself is a, is a fun match. Uh, it's a good match to have a living room full of people. Um, you know, we had a blast last night. Uh, you know, I had Jericho, Mark Henry, and... The Miz were my three guys in the match. So, oh my God, you're, yeah, you're, you're never gonna get this. I had Jericho, Del Rio, The Miz, and Kofi. Really? Yeah. Those were wow. my picks. So, that, that was tough. That was tough for me to be sitting there rooting for The Miz. That was not easy for me to do last night. Uh, but money's night. money, so I wanted The Miz to pull it out. But yeah. uh. You know, and yeah, it was, I mean, I thought it was a good show. I think when you when you look at, I mean, you bring up a good point with the last man standing match. Um, I, I think if anything, if you look at like, if you want to look at like one guy, uh, Ambrose really came out of last night looking like a million bucks. It was a good night for Ambrose. Uh, you know, to me, everything worked for him. His character's over. It was just a real good night for for Dean Ambrose. Um, you know, again. Uh, Bad picks aside, uh, I thought all the matches were um, entertaining uh, at the very least. Um, you know, I thought they were fun. I thought the ladies' match was real good. I did find it intriguing. Like, at the end of the match, I felt like, I don't know, it was a weird kind of vibe. And I'm, I Actually, I want to get your take on it, Dave, because I kind of got the impression that Charlotte wasn't pleased that Sasha came out at the end, and it almost looked like she was no-selling. Um, you know, Sasha and, and, and Sasha being in there. I was curious, uh, your thoughts. I, I, I don't know, it just seemed like a weird dynamic with them uh, at the end of the match. I, I think, I mean, I don't know necessarily if she was no-selling for real that she was out or if it was just her character no-selling Sasha's presence and the reaction that it got kind of taken away from her shine after winning the match and beating uh Becky Lynch, but I, I did like the foreshadowing, um, you know, that the two of them eventually are going to collide for the title, possibly the three of them, because, I mean, Sasha did, you know, kick Becky out of the ring, literally, uh, to claim that it was her spotlight, so maybe we'll see the, you know, the, the, the three girls go after the title at WrestleMania, but I thought the, the um, I thought it was very well done. I mean, at first, when they when they kind of glared at each other, and then they were kind of in agreement as to what just happened to Becky. I thought, oh, well, they're getting the two of them back together, but what's the point? I think that's stupid. But at the end of the day, got to, you know, the, the 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 right decision creatively was made. Um, and Sasha Banks, you know, let her intentions be known that she wants to be the WWE Divas Champion. I'm hoping that this means that they are going to break her away from uh, Naomi and God awful Tamina Snuka and have her do her own thing, because I just don't think that it's necessary. She doesn't need those two anymore. And, and you know, these factions with the Divas, I think, need to need to really come to an end. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you there. So, um, 
Yeah, so I, interesting stuff. I mean, you, you, again, like, you know, we're in WrestleMania season, so you kind of look at, like, the seeds definitely be planted uh, in the women's division heading towards uh, WrestleMania. Um, and I th- obviously the big news, and we heard the, the speculation uh, for a while, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, Dave, but even though we heard it, we expected it, we thought it was, we knew for all intents and purposes it was coming, still gets a living room pop. When uh, AJ Styles winds up coming out, seeing him in a WWE ring, it was uh, it, it was kind of surreal. Um, it was kind of one of those weird things where, like, yeah, he's here, but it, at least initially it was like, it doesn't really look right to me. Like, he's just he's not supposed to be here. But uh, good performance in the Rumble match. I think they did. You know, we'll talk about individuals and and how they they booked correctly or incorrectly. Uh, but I think uh, AJ Styles comes out of the Rumble match uh, not winning, but having a strong showing. The crowd was, was behind him. Uh, I look for big things with him uh, going forward uh, in this WrestleMania season. Uh, I love the interactions with uh, him and Kevin Owens. Uh, so it was good stuff. But uh, it was just, like I said, Dave, it was weird. It was just, you know, we knew it was coming. Uh, you know, we were all like 99% sure that, that we were going to see AJ Styles, and still our living room went nuts when he started down to the ring. Yeah, we got a good we got a good pop in our living room too. Um, I, I I was surprised at the placement he was put at in the match, and and who he was put with Roman Reigns. I was really surprised at that. I did not see that one coming, um, and I'll get into that. You know, in terms of Reigns, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me again, Reigns' involvement in that seg- in that p- portion of the match. But Styles itself, yes, he did have a good long enough run, interactions with different guys. He seemed to mesh well with Jericho. I liked that a lot. Um, hoping to see maybe a match with the two of them down the line at some point. Um, I did like the stuff he did with Owens. I, I was, I would have, I would have much rather seen him enter the ring. Maybe if there were like five or six more guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. His 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 debut had a had a you know big enough shock factor to it, and it got a great reaction. But you know, to really make him an important bigger deal than he already is, it would have been cool if maybe there were already five or six guys going at it in the ring. The buzzer goes off, and it's him. And then all these guys are looking around like, oh, my God, like, this has just gotten real. Like, he's here. He's coming for the belt. Like, this is a big deal. Kind of making it seem like, you know, the, the, the giving it more of a shock factor to him being in the ring. Did, did it get a great pop? Yes, it did. But putting him in there with Reigns, and I'll get into that later, I'll just say right now, it was not the best move. But he was in there long enough to get some good stuff in, get some interaction with some guys, get his feet wet, and – the situation with Owens, I think that was a perfect way to eliminate him. You didn't get him in there too long because if you had him in there towards the end, towards the final four, then you would have given the audience hope that he would win the damn thing. And if he got eliminated, then they would have gone bullshit Daniel Bryan crazy on, on WWE management that he got eliminated way towards the end. So I liked that he got eliminated by Owens, and it was perfect for Owens to do it because he embraces heat like it's going out of style. I mean, he just – he does not care. He is a, he is the embodiment of what a a traditional bad guy in the wrestling business is, and it worked perfectly with the two of them. 
Yeah, dating, and you're right, man. I mean, Owens, and again, another guy, you know, I think you could start looking at, you know, last night and as as we move towards uh, WrestleMania and, and the, you know, this beginning part of 2016, you know, guys who came out of last night looking good. Um, and, and I think when you look at, like, a, a pay-per-view and, and you want to say successes and failures and, uh, you know, we got so, some, you know, some issues if you will, with uh, some of the stuff that that happened last night. But, you know, Owens is another guy that, to me, comes out of last night looking real good. You know, he's uh, – and what I really like about what Owens has been able to do, and, and 100% now on the head, Dave, like the guy's a heat magnet. And not only is he a heat magnet, but you can tell he just relishes in, in it. You know, he just really, really enjoys it. And he's one of those guys that, you know – there are a lot of people, you know, it, it seems like, you know, in today's day and age, and you see a lot of guys that, like, you know, almost like to operate in the gray area, and, eh, so I'm getting some cheers, it's okay. Like, you know, here's Owens, who's an internet darling, um, who, you know, will always get a certain level of, of applause out there, but he continues to go out there and do whatever he can to just be that real heel to just really, really go after that hate and not let the internet wrestling community, you know, turn him into a tweener. You know, he just, he really goes after it. And it's, uh, you know, from what, you know, you, you listen, you read the dirt sheets again, grain of salt. We say it a million times on the show. But right now you're hearing that perhaps coming out of last night, that AJ Styles' first program is going to be with, with Kevin Owens. And, and I think that's great. I, I think that that is uh, a perfect program uh, for AJ to get in here, uh, get his feet wet. Uh, we've we've said a million times, AJ's strong suit is not talking. Uh, Owens is a decent talker, so he'll be in there with a decent talking heel. Um, there's no title on the line. Uh, so I, I just think that looking forward, it takes Owens away from the IC title storyline. I think that's done, at least for the time being. So if, if this is where they're moving, again, when you start to come out of last night and look at guys that are in a good place, that are in a good place moving forward these next few months, uh, Kevin Owens another one. If he's, if he's going to be working AJ Styles, I mean, Dave, I don't know about you, but sign me up. I'm pumped for that. Well, yeah, I think that's another reason why they positioned the two of them to have the moment that they did in the Rumble. Because if, let's say, for instance, if it was a quote-unquote WWE-branded guy that eliminated styles like a Kane or a Big Show or a Sheamus, you know, for instance, you know, the fans would boo it, but they wouldn't like it so much because they would feel that AJ at least today's fans would feel that AJ was getting buried, you know, on his way in. But they want they, they know what an Owens-Styles match is capable of, something that a lot of people want to see. So I think that last night, and I could be wrong, take this with a grain of salt, but WWE creative catered to the audience in the sense by putting the two of them together because now you got something to look forward to. These guys have wrestled each other in the, on the indie scene for years before Owens was – Kevin Steen and before he was a big deal in Ring of Honor and before AJ really blew up big um, in TNA. So they've had some great matches together. Um, they're very familiar with each other and they're they're catering to a, to 
that independent wrestling core audience, and I think that's exactly why they they did what they did last night in that sequence in the Rumble match, and it works, and it's just something that they want to keep Styles fan base happy with right now because a lot of people coming in to AJ Styles joining WWE, they, they're just expecting AJ Styles to get buried and be completely different than what he has been in the last 14 years. Yeah, and the thing is, I, you know, like I said, I think this is a good this is a good move for both of them. Um, I mean, I'm expecting uh, some very entertaining stuff out of the both of them. Again, you know, there's certain things coming out of the Rumble last night. You know, I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to Triple H winning. Uh, we discussed, we both picked Bray Wyatt last night, and Bray uh, would have given us something very different. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be good, it's not going to be entertaining, but Triple H winning, I, I can't put it in the, oh, we're going to see something different category as of yet. Um, and that's why I think, you know, I, at least for me, that's why I was looking, uh, I really wanted to see Bray win because I thought it would, it would have given the WrestleMania season uh, a different feel, uh, something special. Um, I think that AJ did that. Uh, we didn't get as much of that feel, I think, last night of something really special. But I think AJ being there uh, gave last night a special feel. Uh, his work with Owens last night um, gave fans something to be excited about. Uh, I think it's smart. Let's let's get AJ. You know, we've talked about it a million times on the show of having more programs uh, between guys that just kind of have a personal issue. You know, there's no title in the mix. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing else. Just that they don't like each other. Uh, just kind of personal. And, uh, you know, to have uh, th- them get into it uh, in the Rumble, um, you know, I think it's a good place because the thing with AJ is, you know, y- you hit it, Dave. I mean, a lot of AJ fans are going to look at, at AJ and, oh, he's going to get buried. But, you know, you, there's that fine balance when you bring in a guy like AJ. It's like you can't bring him along too quick because where are you going to go after that? Um, so you got to bring them in, put them in a good spot, but build them slowly. Um, you know, does AJ reach the main event status at, in the WWE? Who knows? Who knows? Can he? Absolutely. Does he have the skill set? Absolutely. But remains to be seen. I think when we look at this this program right now, it's a good mid-card program. It's a great place for AJ to be to start his run in the WWE. Who knows whether this is going to be a short-term or long-term. You know, do we have the two of them in a match at at WrestleMania? Maybe, maybe it's, you know, this program goes for a little bit and AJ's involved in something else at WrestleMania. Who knows? But I just think this is a really good place for AJ. And, and, you know, I get it with fans. I get it with fans. You know, I'm I'm not sold on creative. I'm not, you know. Uh, am I optimistic about these two guys working together? Yeah, I am. Um, do I think there's the possibility that uh, Creative will drop the ball with this program and or AJ as a whole? Y- yeah, that's possible. I hope not. Um, but it definitely, to me at least, getting into like the WrestleMania season, uh, the Royal Rumble, one of the big four. Uh, like I said, I would have been, you know, so much speculation when it comes to the Rumble. And you, when you get there, you know, you start fantasy booking and you start thinking about, oh, you know, Taker's going to show up. The Rock's going to show up. You know, AJ's going to show up. And you just, you kind of have the, these things in your head. And then when they don't happen, 
I don't want to say it's a letdown, but it is. It's kind of a little bit of a letdown. So I think coming out of last night, AJ added to having a special feel, um, but it wasn't like over the top like we saw something special last night. But a solid show, a good Rumble match. The game is the champion. And the biggest thing to me and to us, and we want to get your take, 347-838-9815, that is the number to call, what to do with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, uh, former WWE champion, the company has been pushing this guy to be the top guy. And, you know, just when you think they're moving in the right direction with this character, the crowd just craps all over him repeatedly. Is he the guy? Is he the man to take this company into the future? Or is it time to pull the plug on the Grand Roman Reigns experiment? We will talk about that on the other side of the break. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Good evening. Welcome to the Day 5 50 News Report, brought to you in part by the groundbreaking Evolution in Pro Wrestling podcast, and more. That is 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, and more. Subscribe for free on iTunes right now to listen to some of the most thought-provoking shows in the wrestling podcast scene. So without further ado, it's time to deliver the scoops that matter. Top story this week, the most anticipated Royal Rumble entry made it official last night. The phenomenal one, AJ Styles, made his debut in the Royal Rumble match, and details surrounding his contract status surfaced today. According to PW Insider, Styles has allegedly signed a multi-year deal with WWE, which allows him to retain his ring name along with other trademarks, such as Phenomenal One and Styles Clash. Surprisingly, WWE was not against this action, as in years past when talent from other organizations would debut, everything about their personas were either stripped of them or WWE bought the rights to use it. In this case, WWE is only retaining some of the rights to Styles' persona when he no longer works for the company, for video package purposes. Particulars regarding money have not surfaced at this time. Following up a story reported a few weeks back, looks like TNA has re-signed the Wolves. Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards to multi-year contracts. Recently, WWE showed interest in the duo to be a part of the NXT brand, but the TNA tag champs allegedly turned them down for reasons unknown. TNA since signing a deal with Pop TV has looked to restructure and re-sign many of their current roster members to new deals, and the Wolves looked to be no exception. Speaking of contracts, as it's been the theme this week here on the Day 5, looks as if WWE is still showing serious interest in former WCW and WWE World Heavyweight Champion Bill Goldberg. Both sides are said to be in agreement that they want to work out a deal, but the subject that seems to prevent them from signing on the dotted line is scheduling. WWE would like Goldberg to sign a one-year deal for sporadic dates, while Goldberg, on the other hand, only wants to work one last match, and that being at WrestleMania. Company officials are said to be open to working out a six-month contract with Goldberg, but as of right now, that deal has not been offered to him. It's being speculated that with WrestleMania looming, that sales pitch may come real soon. Sticking with contract talk this week, TNA has offered Kurt Angle a new deal with the company. The contract would entail Angle work in a non-wrestling capacity in the form of public ambassador to the company. 
The deal also includes Angle working behind the scenes to help the younger talent with matches, promos, and etc. According to PW Insider, Angle has not accepted the offer at this time. And in our final story this week, as some sad news came to the world of professional wrestling, as the Mongolian stomper Archie Gouldy has passed away at the age of 71. The cause of death at this time is currently unknown. The stomper made a big name for himself in Stuhart's Calgary territory as one of the top heels in Stampede Wrestling. He held the North American title a record 14 times between 1968 and 1984. A bit of a streak at one time. Gouldy would later serve as a deputy sheriff in Knox County, Tennessee, working as a corrections officer once his wrestling career had come to an end. We here at the Ken Reedy Show would like to offer our sincerest condolences to the Gouldy family at this time. Folks, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in. Look for a transcript of this report later tonight following the broadcast on the Ken Reedy Show Facebook page as well as 1640 PWPR's Facebook account in the event you missed anything which, by the way, you shouldn't have. Nonetheless, Ken, back to you. Great stuff, as always. And uh, before we get again, we got a lot of stuff to talk about with uh, Roman Reigns, and we want to hear from you guys, 347-838-9815. You know, maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Maybe Roman Reigns is not the man. We want to know what you think. Is it time to pull the plug on Roman Reigns? But let's go out to the phones because... Long time no speak. We got Dank on the line. Dank, how you doing this evening? Good evening, gentlemen. It's been too long, and I do apologize for that fact. I'm doing well. Good to hear you guys. It's great to hear from you. So what are your thoughts, man? Royal Rumble last night, WrestleMania season. What are you thinking, man? Well, um, since I have moved, I have not had cable and had much of a chance to follow wrestling. I've been following mostly um, news articles, WWE.com and everything, but stemming from last night and hearing you guys talk now briefly, um, I'm glad to hear AJ Styles finally made it. I know that was the one that um, even back in the day we had been talking for a while. I had the chance to see him wrestle a couple times when I went to uh, the TNA taping here in Orlando. Um, I think that he's going to bring a good, solid uh, persona to the ring in a roster that seems that um, due to injuries mostly, they're always looking for new blood, so to speak. And I'm glad to hear, like you were saying, that you know, he's a very well-known name in the wrestling community, but they're not just taking him and putting him straight to the top. Uh, I know that last year, or was it, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, when Batista came back and all of a sudden they made him the headliner at WrestleMania, um, you know, there was a big uproar about it, and I'm glad they decided not to do that with AJ Styles. Also, like you said, because you don't want to push somebody that quickly, that fast, because then what's going to happen. And I think that that goes hand in hand with your question about Roman Reigns, where they brought him in as part of the shield and he did great as a group. And then they just tried to push him. I personally think they tried to push him too far too quickly. Um, they, yeah, he made a name for himself, but by the same token, he, they never let him really build a solid fan base. 
I I know I started watching wrestling when, you know, in the Stone Cold era, in the Rock era, even the Triple H and whatnot, but as these big, now big names were coming around, you know, they were, they had different storylines. You didn't always feel like it was the same storyline, and with Roman Reigns, it just feels like, okay, Cena's injured, so we can't do anything with Cena. Um... Daniel Bryan has been out on commission, if I'm not mistaken, for quite some time now. Um, so who do we have left that's a big name that can carry the company? Well, here's Roman Reigns, but I personally don't believe that he's got that kind of fan base that people get behind, and people just think that he's being pushed solely for that reason, because if John Cena and Daniel Bryan were to get healthy tomorrow and come back full-time, I honestly think that Roman Reigns would get lost in the mix again. They tried to push him because they were desperate for a big name to carry the company, and they went to him, and the people didn't buy it. And I honestly believe, like you said, it's time to pull the plug. He's never going to be a Rock. He's never going to be a Stone Cold or a Triple H. Yeah, that's great. He got to hold the championship belt. He got to be, you know, the the winner. But certain wrestlers can have an immense impact on the company or on other wrestlers and never really be able to carry the company. Um, Being a fan myself of Rey Mysterio, I've always wanted to see him, you know, be that guy. But then I realized as time went by, Rey Mysterio could never be the guy to carry the company. And, you know, I'm okay with that. You know, he got to win, what was it, like the heavyweight belt? He got to hold it. He got to have it for a little bit. and But they never tried to make him the, you know, like the name of the company. And I think that they need to realize that with Roman Reigns now and maybe not try so hard to find somebody to carry the company, but let kind of like let it happen. You know, it's like one of those things like in life when people are like, oh, you can't go looking for love. You can't go looking for this. You just got to let it happen. And I think that WWE is at the point where they, they're at that impasse, where they can't push a single name to become, you know, the Stone Cold or the Rock or whatever and say, okay, you're going to be the face of the company. They need to let it happen. They need to listen to the fans, see really where the pop really happens, see where you know, the crowd really goes nuts and be like, okay, maybe, you know, let's see what happens if we do this storyline. If that doesn't work, don't try to push it. Don't try to come up with a different storyline that's going to have the same result because, say what you will, wrestling fans are not stupid. We know when something's just being, like, repackaged and they're going to try and sell us the same stuff. You know, if something's expired just because they put a different expiration date on it, it does not mean that it's still not going to be any good. Or it's going to do any different. It's done. It's dead and done with. Stop beating a dead horse. And even back in the Attitude Era, and maybe I'm mistaken, if I am, I do apologize, there didn't really seem to be one specific guy to carry the company. You know, when I started watching it with Dave, there was Stone Cold, there was The Rock, there was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, you had The Undertaker. You had all these big names that, you know, there were all these very different storylines that people followed and made it very entertaining. The fact that they're trying to find one, maybe two at most, people to like be the face of the company 
I think it's putting a lot of pressure on like wrestlers themselves, and it's just not working out. I think that they need to go back and come up with a different idea as to how to move forward with the company. I you you bring up a lot of good points, and uh, yeah, I mean it's funny because I agree with you. I've you know as much as people look back on the Attitude Era. And a lot of times, you know, like Stone Cold was the man. And then I look, I get it. Stone Cold was a, a marketing machine. I mean, but I, I always, as a fan, felt that it was more of an ensemble uh, vibe then, that you had a lot of guys in their prime that were just doing their thing that, um, you know, I never looked at like, oh, it's one guy and everybody else. I thought it was an ensemble. And I, I agree with you. And, and the way you put it, it, it's a really good point that, you know, whether it be a John Cena or, or a Daniel Bryan or whomever else, it, it's almost like with Roman Reigns that, that the WWE put the cart before the horse. And I know that, like, John Cena and, and a lot of fans, like, will get up in arms, like, oh, they're trying to cram Cena down our throat and blah, 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 and they're Cena haters. But go back when Cena started, and as Cena started he kept getting more and more popular and more popular. And, you know, once he, like, it, it was a groundswell. It was, you know, he, he kept gaining more fans and gaining more fans and then became the guy. And it, it's almost like they decided they were going to take Roman Reigns and put him in that position before he had the fan base to do that. Granted, the Shield was really popular. Um, you know, was incredibly over. But once they split them up, I don't know. And and I and I like Reigns, but I don't know if there was that groundswell of fandom behind Reigns that legitimized him being pushed to the top. And you know, like you said, wrestling fans aren't dumb. And when they they start to feel like, well, you're you're kind of forcing this on me. You're 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 telling me now. Like I I would have liked. I would have liked him on my own, but now the fact that you're telling me I have to like him, I have to hate on him, and I, I think the WWE, it's a good point. They put the cart before the horse. The thing is, now, um, has it gone too far? Like you said, you said pull the plug. Maybe they've gone too far where they can't really compare what they've done with Roman Reigns. Gary Dank had a lot of great points. Uh, your your comments, uh, Dave, reactions to some of the stuff Dank said about Reigns. He made a lot of great points, but it's something that we haven't heard before either. I mean, this has been, you know, since Reigns has been put in a position of, uh, you know, main event status in the last year and a half, so it's uh, been ridiculed and criticized, but WWE Creative has actually done his character any favors uh, whatsoever. So, uh, so they, they put a lot of the blame on Reigns, but I also got to point the finger at WWE creative, and I, I hate to speak to you, buddy, but the comparison to the Attitude Era is like, I'm tired of hearing about it. We're in this era now, and what the hell is that noise? Sorry, I'm in the car. <laughs> well, 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 drive safely while you're talking to us, please. Don't get pulled oh, no, over. I'm driving ticket. responsibly. You're, you're on my head, sir. Trust me. I'm being quick, responsible. Quick ticket. Anyhow, what I was saying was, um, now I just lost my train of thought. But, no, I'm sorry. All right. Reigns, like I said, creative has not done him any favors whatsoever. And, Ken, you're right. I do think Reigns is one of those guys that he had gotten popular, but then they, they 
they, they tried too hard, too quickly to push him, and then it was one of those things where it was like, here's our guy, you're going to like him. And a lot of fans don't like to be pushed like that with, with, with certain talent and with certain characters. It's just I, I just think they need more time to develop him. They tried too quickly to make him the heir apparent to the throne. And I agree with Dank in the sense that they should look for one guy to be the face of the company. I think it's multiple guys. I still think, I, when I look at WWE, I don't think of one particular name. I think of, you know, five or six, seven different guys that are carrying the load. Um, it's not like yesteryear where it was when you thought of it, Hogan. Or when you thought of it, it was Austin. Or when you thought of it, it was John Cena. Today, I think it's, I think it's a lot of guys that are the face of WWE. So, but I think great that stuff, Dan. Thanks for the call. And please, do not be a stranger. I don't want to go like another six, seven months without hearing from you. Good stuff tonight. I will. I have next Monday off, so I'll be back here next Monday. Nice. Talk to you soon, brother. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, Thanks, guys. Man. And you're right. I mean, Dave, and that's the thing with with Reigns right now. You know, it's it's you know he didn't have the fan support um, there to be made the guy. And even you know, you know, a lot of these guys over the years. And if you look at guys that, uh, you know, if you want to label were were the man on on some level, you know. And I agree with you. I don't like that whole idea of uh, because once you once you have that idea of one guy being the guy. Then it's almost like a position that has to be filled, filled. Whereas, you know, most of the time in the past, the guy, quote unquote, uh, happened organically. Um, you know, the fans got behind someone. Uh, you know, someone was on their game as far as their promoing and their in-ring work. And uh, it just kind of, you know, finds itself. You know, uh, You know, things just happen in a way where it's like, hey, look, you know, He's our guy now. Um, and, and it's almost that idea of you, you almost get that sense the WWE was looking for the next, quote, guy. And, and they just decided before he had that support, they just decided, well, Roman Reigns is going to be our guy. And the thing that's a shame, Dave, is I think that, you know, Reigns could have been. And I'm not saying it, it's totally out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, but if he was given more time to develop, um, you know, gave him more of a character. I mean, we've said over time also, I mean, give him more of a character. I, I would change his look. Um, you know, the Shield is done. The other two guys from the Shield have changed their look. Um, I would do something different with him. Um, but the, the thing is now, you know, can you unring this bell? I mean, if you look, even if we ha- if we say that Roman Reigns has or could have had the potential to be the guy in the company, to be the main guy, um, you know, to be at least one of the top guys. Um, you know, when I use the term unring that bell, um, it hasn't worked. As of right now, as of, you know, early 2016, seemingly to me as a fan, it hasn't worked. Can you bring, can you rebuild Roman Reigns? Can you repackage him? Can you can you pull them back down and then build them back up again? I don't know. I I, I mean that's the million dollar question. Can you can you rebuild this guy going forward? It's just it's it's a real shame, Dave. How you know a guy who's got a lot of talent, um, he's got a good look, uh, he's got a great lineage. Um, it just seems like time and time again, whether it's uh, WWE creative cramming him 
down our throat or just bad booking, um, they really haven't done many favors uh, for Roman Reigns building him into this, uh, you know, top guy status. No, they haven't, and it's 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 great that you've brought that point up because I want to further enhance that point. Um, last night was a perfect example. Okay. You know, for the for most of 2015, WWE realized that they had to hit the reset button on Roman Reigns, and they tried to make his character more sympathetic to get the people behind him, put him in situations where he was constantly getting screwed over, constantly at the getting the shirt under the stick. Slowly but surely, it was starting to work. Okay, I thought he was at his hottest when he was going to go after Seth Rollins for the title, and then Rollins got hurt. And they had to reshuffle the deck. He lost. He won the title of Survivor Series, and he lost it, but he was, like, up against the authority and the McMahon. So for the last month, they have tried recreating in some way, shape, or form the Austin-McMahon storyline with Roman Reigns playing the de facto Steve Austin. And for the most part, it's gotten a lukewarm to decent reaction where the audience was like 60-40 in favor of Roman Reigns, okay? They were starting to get behind him little by little. He kept getting screwed by the McMahons. The McMahons, they're another, you know, set of heels. They're like nuclear heat, okay? And they're easy to hate. And you put somebody up against them, and they're the de facto scenario. And Reigns was that. He wasn't getting an overwhelming popular response from the audience, but he was getting, it was getting more and more positive. They it, it 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 had gotten better. It had been slowly building. Now, for the, like I said, for the past month, they've been trying to build Roman Reigns as a good guy by pairing him in these situations with the McMahon family, stacking the deck against him, putting him in the Royal Rumble, and having him defend his championship. I thought that was a great idea. Where they went wrong with it, in my opinion, was making him number one. That's the first thing I didn't like about last night, that they made him the number one entry. Why? Because the audience could see right through it, that they were going to make him the number one entry, they were going to stack the deck even further against him, and he was going to make this superhuman comeback that nobody should come back from and act like nothing had ever happened. Case in point, he gets taken out of the match midway through. Or no, I'm sorry, before I even get to that point, the AJ Styles factor. He's in that ring, and you put him in there with AJ Styles. You basically told the audience, don't care about Roman Reigns, the guy that we're trying to make the top dog in WWE. Care about this guy because he's brand new and he's a big deal. You basically told the audience who to choose for. And you did it in a city where AJ's got deep roots with TNA. Uh, you know, the, the NXT fan base is there and they have a similar, they're, they're very similar with AJ Styles' work. AJ Styles got a huge pop. You put him in there against Reigns, that didn't do any service to Reigns whatsoever if you're trying to make him the number one guy. That's the first mistake they made. Second mistake they made, they took him midway out of the match. They had him stretchered out. He's gone for a little while. Ambrose comes in later into the match, okay? And Ambrose is selling the effects of the last man standing match. A few minutes later, Reigns makes his return, beats on Sheamus, and gets in the ring and acts like nothing had ever happened. He just got beat by the crap beat out of him by three guys and put through the, the announcer's table, and he's not selling the effects of that beating whatsoever. Meanwhile, Ambrose came out, practically crawled to the ring with his shoulder taped up from a brutal last-man-standing match. 
lack of consistency in the storytelling. The audience saw right through that because the minute he started making his comeback and doing his signature moves, the, the, the Superman punched the spear, the audience was booing it. Why? Because they've seen this before. John Cena has been known to do stuff like this where he had come back from these Herculean beatdowns and then he would come back and, 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 and rule the entire WWE. They've seen that before. This was very reminiscent of something that John Cena would do, something that I had said on Saturday night's pregame show. Okay? Third thing, Reigns is in the ring. All of a sudden, number 30 hits, and it's Triple H. Okay? The audience, they pops pretty big. All right? He hadn't been around for a while. The audience respects Triple H. This is the same group of people that had accused Triple H of playing politics for the last 15, 20 years in WWE, yet they still cheer him. And you can't help that, that the audience is going to cheer. But what you can do with the commentary team is not treat him like he's this unsung hero coming back for revenge, okay? Because that's all they did. They treated him like he was a hero, that, that, that Roman Reigns was the one that did him wrong when it's him and the McMahons that are supposed to be portrayed as the bad guys. That didn't help Reigns whatsoever. And the other inconsistency in booking, why would Triple H's character want to enter the Royal Rumble with an alert, aware fresh Roman Reigns, ready to fight. Wouldn't Hunter have wanted Reigns to get softened up, and then he comes in and dumps Reigns out so easily? That would have made the audience at least seem a little more sympathetic to him. But here's where I think that they played it right at the end. There was an article on 411 Wrestling today, and they talked about how they felt that last night – they called an audible mid-match. And I do agree that I think that that's very possible. And the audible I'm referring to is when Triple H eliminated Reigns so that you knew that there was going to be a new champion crown, and it was down to him and Ambrose. They had him eliminate Ambrose because they knew that the audience was going to boo Triple H and react negatively towards him for eliminating their guy. Ambrose is an internet darling. That crowd last night was a pretty smart crowd. It was a very similar to a WrestleMania kind of crowd, but on a smaller scale. And having Ambrose be the guy to get eliminated last by Triple H, it helped him tremendously because he, yes, he may be looked at as the second runner-up, but he's also the guy that almost won the Royal Rumble from Triple H. Now, you don't hear too many people complain that Triple H beat Roman Reigns. The, the whole crowd was cheering for him. I just think that the way that they had positioned Reigns and, and how they booked him throughout that match, if you're trying to make him the number one guy, it was almost like you were, you were doing the complete opposite, you know, to, to, to derail his popularity. And with the audience turning on him, and they didn't turn on him too bad because I talked to my brother. He was there last night in Orlando, watched the Royal Rumble. He said that, yes, they did shit all over Reigns, but not as bad as Philadelphia. It's nothing that we haven't heard before. So um, it wasn't as negative, he was telling me, um, with his firsthand account being there live. But you talk about rebuilding Roman Reigns? Um, yes, I do think there's a possibility. Do I think he has potential to be the guy? Yes. Does he still? I still think he kind of does. I think, honestly, too, at times – throughout this buildup with Reigns, when he was doing heel-like things, the crowd was cheering it. But when he's pretending to be the baby face, they're kind of booing it. I think changing his persona um, would be something that would definitely help. But 
there's also that slight chance that Triple H, as good of a heel as he is, he could still get the crowd to get behind Roman Reigns and hate on him, especially now that he won the Royal Rumble. He's the WWE champion. He's an executive in the company. The internet and and him have had a love-hate relationship for many, many years. So it's 50-50. It could go either way. But I still think there's potential for for Reigns to be a big deal someday. But I think they've got to really hit the reset button and really think clearly as to what path they want to take him on and not go too fast with him anymore. Yeah, and you just wonder, like, is it him? Is it creative? Is it booking? Is it combination of everything? And just to let you guys know, I mean, it is an interesting article. Give credit where credit is due, 411mania.com. Mike Hammerlock uh, wrote the article. It was Dean Ambrose and Audible at the Royal Rumble. So uh, check it out. Good article. Good speculation. Again, it's, it's a guess. Who knows? Um, but when we talk about booking, and that's what's interesting when you when you look at, like, Roman Reigns and his character and then, you know, the booking not quite, uh, you know, doing him any favors. Uh, you know, I mean, talk about great booking. I mean, Dean Ambrose, I mean, you're right, Dave. You know, Dean Ambrose is in a place where, and, and there are certain characters that you need to, you know, you don't want to bring them, bring them along too quickly. And, and would everyone have popped and gone, you know, that S crazy if Ambrose won the Rumble and everyone would be pumped, oh, it's something different, he's got the title and blah, blah, blah. Let's see what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, but I I mean, Ambrose comes out of last night just looking like a million bucks. I mean, he's a guy who made it to the end of the Rumble. He gets eliminated by the King of Kings, you know, future Hall of Famer, the man, Triple H. No shame in getting eliminated by Triple H. Uh, he survives the last man standing match. He is still the current Intercontinental Champion. Um, you know, I mean, sky's the limit, right? I mean, it's still, I still would keep him in a, a mid-card spot. Uh, but when you look at guys who came out of last night looking real good, uh, you know, Ambrose, Ambrose's character, uh, you know, looks great. And, and to your point, Dave, like when you said, you know, we're talking about um, Roman Reigns, and this is where, you know, the question that you got to ask yourself is, is it booking? Is it creative? Is it Reigns himself? You know, what is Reigns bringing to the table? Because, yeah, I mean, you got Ambrose that is selling the bejesus out of the ass whooping that, that he took earlier in the night, and you got Roman Reigns that's not doing any sort of selling. So, you know, it's kind of, is that Reigns? Is it on Reigns? Is someone in the back telling Reigns? Just run out there, no sell the beatdown. You are our guy. You're strong as hell. Just get into that ring. You're, you're Superman. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, you know, as, as as much as, you know, we talk about the booking wasn't great for uh, for Reigns last night, man, I mean, if, if I'm Dean Ambrose and I'm waking up today, I'm pretty pumped with how I came out of the Rumble last night. Oh, agreed. I mean, the, the, the last man standing match was a, a great opener. It stole the show like we talked about. Um, he, he, he had a great performance in that. And then, you know, like I said, his performance at the end – I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, you know, as as much as I as I would like to think that I have a pretty good grasp on the product and as knowledgeable as I'd like to think I am, those last few minutes when it came down to that series of events between him and Triple H in the ring, I thought there was a good chance Ambrose was going to win, and, and they were just going to kind of give you that shock factor of 
Ambrose winning the title and being the winner of the Royal Rumble. I really did for a few moments. I mean, you know, there were a couple times where he had gotten Hunter over, and, you know, kudos to Triple H for, for, for selling for him, you know, and for, 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 for making him look good, too, in that sequence of events. So um, it was definitely a good night for Dean Ambrose, and I think, you know, he's he definitely showed last night, and, I mean, I, I've seen it for a while, but it was really enhanced last night. He definitely showed that he can probably stand on his own um, in a big match situation, especially going into this year's WrestleMania with the amount of top talent that's currently out and won't be a part of that show. He's definitely someone they can rely on in a big match situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the story that they told last night, and, and again, that's where you just you look at the booking, it's like, wow, how could they get it so right with Ambrose and so wrong with Reigns? But, like, the booking for him, I mean, you legit come out of last night, the story that was told, again, which is why his character looks great, was, wow, Ambrose maybe, actually almost definitively, should have won the Rumble. If if he if he did not have a last man standing match, he would have had again take this. We're we're supposed to look at this like it's a real event. It's a real sporting event. So in the context of it being real, the story that was told was Ambrose would have won this thing if he didn't have a last man standing match. He just didn't have enough gas in the tank uh, to finish the job in the end. Um, so I mean, to me, it's like his character looks great. And and to your point, I mean, you know. I think it's a lot. It's a lot for a guy to be put in that uh, that main event status. That you know, when you when you finally get elevated, and everyone you know, fans always want their guy to get elevated. Uh, but you know, when I look at that, that's not an easy place to to be put in. And the way they've built Ambrose slowly but surely has been good. I I didn't know if he would necessarily have the chops to be a main eventer, but. Um, I agree with you, Dave, with what we've seen so far with uh, the injury situation and certain guys on the roster are going to have to step up um, and, and take that big step forward. Um, again, I, Ambrose has got to be uh, just ecstatic as to what his character looks like uh, going into this WrestleMania season. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We're talking Royal Rumble. We're talking Roman Reigns and his character and his booking. Uh, we're talking WrestleMania season. What are your thoughts? We want to hear from you, and let's go out to the phones. We got Michaels on the line. Mikey, how you doing this evening? Uh, I'm very good, man. I'm very good. Um, gentlemen, I got to tell you, I was excited with the Royal Rumble last night. Um, first pay-per-view of 2016, and the Royal Rumble did not disappoint at all. Um, best match of the night by far was Owens uh, and Dean Ambrose. What's that again? Sorry, I missed what you said. I said best match of the uh, of the night was definitely Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. I agree with you. We we talked about it last night that we thought that match was going to be a show stealer. Uh, and it was, and um, like we were just talking about, Dean Ambrose comes out of last night looking like a like a million bucks. What did you think of uh, Triple H winning the Rumble? Oh, celebration time! Celebration time! I was out last night celebrating. I actually tweeted to Triple H, and uh, I was very happy with him winning the title. I, I see big things for Triple H. Um, 
to come. I see Roman. Last night we got some storytelling done. It looks like we're going to have about maybe a couple of matches out of that Royal Rumble. I mean, you have the Wyatt family. You know, they're going to take the – they're all going to take the fast lane and they're going to drive it before WrestleMania. And who knows if they're going to have a Bray Wyatt versus versus Brock Lesnar um, at, at fast lane and then the Wyatts come in and then he might have a tag team situation on his hands. I mean, that's a possibility. Sami Zayn, you know, against uh, Kevin Owens, that's going to be a match probably. And, uh, you know, Roman Reigns versus Triple H. And, you know, it's funny. When Roman Reigns came out last night, they booed the hell out of Roman Reigns. Yeah, and that's, you know, what we've been talking about. I mean, you know, I I, I mean, I don't know um, if Roman Reigns, uh, you know, what to do exactly with his character. And, and they got to be careful going into WrestleMania. Um, you know, if that's your main event, uh you know, the way fans have been reacting to him, I mean, you may have a, you know, where Triple H is playing the, the top heel in the company that we may very well at WrestleMania see uh, the crowd fully behind the guy who's supposed to be the top heel and, and booing Reigns out of the building. Um, it's just been such a weird road for Reigns. I mean, last year at WrestleMania, uh, mm-hmm. to me, he gained a little bit of momentum in that match, and it's been... Uh, up and down, but, you know, to Dave's point, uh, I don't think last night did him any favors. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like that's where they're, what they're moving towards, or we're going to see Triple H, uh, Roman Reigns, or WrestleMania. Um, but who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts when we're talking about Reigns and his character. I mean, do you see him as as, as a main eventer going forward? Well, it's, it's the John Cena syndrome. It's like you can put every bad person against Roman Reigns and against John Cena, and people are still going to boo them. It's like, what do you do next? Um, Is he a main eventer? Absolutely. Has he been a main eventer? Absolutely. He's picked up tremendously. We've seen him in a main event spot. So I I believe he is a true main eventer. But the problem is, is what do you do with with Roman Reigns? Um, I mean... Like you were saying, get him out. He's the only guy that's still in the shield gear. He still comes down. He he, he still comes down through the people. Um, so in his mind, he's still in the shield, I guess. But uh, I I I don't know. And the other thing I was shocked about was AJ Styles last night. I think they threw that us off on purpose with his music because I didn't even. I was like, what the heck kind of music? I hope that's not his. Bring music going forward. I hope they change it to something better. Yeah, it's funny to say that because all of us, in, like when his music hit, we were all looking at each other. I mean, <laughs> we had a pretty packed living room, and we we're like, "What? What? What is that? Who's that?" And then, like, you know, he's got the hood on. It's like, is is that? I think it. it ah, it's kind of like that sort of reaction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I, I got to hear it again. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily enthralled by his. Uh, music but uh now I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably hear it tonight um you know and hopefully uh you know i'm curious your speculation because and i'm watching you know i got the wwe network up and uh again continuing to speculate that there will be some return tonight on monday night raw who do you think's returning tonight a return i i i don't know maybe i, I don't i don't know maybe undertaker i don't know 
could be. I mean, or something. I don't know who who's out that could be returning. Maybe someone's out that we're missing the boat on. Um, oh, you know what I was also upset about? No Jerry the King Lawler on regular commentary. I mean, that's ridiculous. They have to have the King. Uh, what are we going to do, X him out of pay-per-views? Is this his new thing now? Is it going to be on the pregame show? I guess so. I mean, they're, they're shuffling the deck a little bit with the uh, the, the commentating team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think for the most part, the commentating, uh, you know, <laughs> is not good across the board. Uh you know, whoever they I thought shuffled. last night was good a little bit. I mean, at least you know, at least it didn't happen. What what happened when Sting came out? That JBL read all his accomplishments. I mean, that that was pretty that was pretty good. Um, you know, uh, Michael Cole did a great job. The phenomenal AJ Styles. It was it was great. I like the surprises, but I was hoping to see some old legends. I think this is the first year that we didn't have, except for Triple H, but we didn't have. Old legends come come in, um, and, uh, and it's just it's just getting. Oh, you know what what's going on too is is I was watching the whole thing last night, and my hats off to Kalisto, man. That guy is amazing wrestler, and Alberto Del Rio ate his words last night. Kalisto got the belt again, um, so I'm excited about that match. And uh, the women's match was great. The ending was great. The Sasha Banks coming out was perfect um, because she's letting you know she's letting Charlotte know no, I I'm ready I'm coming for you and uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have that coming up. Yeah, again the seeds have been planted. I look forward. To, I mean, I'm hoping you know, like you said last night they they planted a lot of seeds. Uh, we're we're moving towards WrestleMania. Uh, you know, this this should start to. I mean, I, you know, I want to be optimistic, but I'm hoping we get a decent RAW because there's a lot of a lot of things uh, stirring right now in the WWE. So lots of different storylines that you want to see facilitated. So you know, we talk about it time and time again. When you got three hours of programming to fill, you, you need to have a lot of different storylines, a lot of different programs going. And and right now, you know, last night there was some decent storytelling. So we'll see if the storytelling continues across the board and we get a solid Raw tonight. Mike, as always, yeah. thanks a lot for the phone call. Great stuff. And uh, talk to you next week, brother. I'll talk to you next week, guys. It's going to be interesting. Have a good night, guys. Bye. You too, brother. And there you have it. And uh, didn't offer, I, you know, it's funny with Mike. It's Mike, you know, regular caller. Um, he's, he's been supportive for, for a long time and we appreciate the support. And, you know, sometimes it's like you could, you could ask Mike, you know, the simplest question and he'll give you like an hour long dissertation. And then sometimes you ask him a question where you're, you're, you're waiting to hear some stuff and then there's nothing. And that's, that's Mike. Mike keeps you on your toes when he's calling the show, but I ask him, you know, who's, who do you think's going to return tonight? And he just has really nothing for us, but um, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Undertaker. I don't know. And maybe it will be the Undertaker. I mean, we're going to have to look forward to, uh, you know, what the Undertaker's program and what we're going to look at at WrestleMania. Is that happen sooner or maybe it happens a little bit later down the down the road as far as building uh, the WrestleMania card? Um, remember, they're, they're in Miami tonight. Um, so, I mean, I see Florida. I think The Rock. Uh, maybe we see The Rock tonight. Uh, is also uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, has he finally, finally been cleared? Um, but 
with the WWE and and they continue to speculate and and put it out there and uh, someone's returning tonight. I'm assuming it's going to be a big deal that's definitely going to affect this run to WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. And I forget one of the dirt sheet websites, but somebody just posted a picture. Um, I'll have to go searching for it um, of the rock entering the building in Miami at the, uh, the American airlines arena. Um, I mean, I would imagine rock coming out tonight is, is going to signify his role at WrestleMania. Um, whether it's either a wrestling role or maybe a role where he's going to be in the corner of, of Roman Reigns with the rumored match with Triple H. Um, you know, Justin Labar from WrestleZone.com came up with a cool scenario of doing Reigns and Triple H for the title. In Reigns' corner, he'll have The Rock and Ronda Rousey. And in Triple H's corner, he'll have Vince and Stephanie. And to make sure that this whole thing doesn't turn into a Pier 6 brawl, Stone Cold Steve Austin is your guest referee. Um, and it sounds like a pretty cool idea, very similar to um, the the, uh, the the idea behind the WrestleMania 1 main event with a lot of big names involved to really sell the event. Um, I, I think there's going to, if they're going to do Reigns and Triple H, there's going to need to be some, some kind of addition of a stipulation, um, maybe some other names involved, whether it's ref guest referee, outside enforcer, guest timekeeper, whatever you want to, you know, put them in that role. I think other different additions to that match is going to help sell that match um, if and when that happens at WrestleMania. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Rock is, is one likely choice. He's been filming the uh, second season of his HBO show Ballers in Miami. They're in Miami tonight. I imagine he's probably that surprise. It would not throw me off either. If it is Undertaker tonight as well, if they did two big names returning, um, I really felt like last night Undertaker had to be a part of the Royal Rumble um, to really get people invested in his match at WrestleMania, which, because he wasn't there, begs the question, do they have a plan figured out for him for WrestleMania? Um, Because I've heard a lot of speculation in regards to him and Kevin Owens um, but that's just been fan speculation. I've not heard anything from any of the dirt sheet sites like PW Insider, Pro Wrestling Torch, Wrestling Observer. I've not heard anything about Undertaker Kevin Owens um, on the card for WrestleMania. So it begs the question, do they have something up their sleeve already that's replacing John Cena, or do have they not figured it out yet? Um, which if they haven't figured out what they want to do with Undertaker, that's kind of scary if you ask me. Um, but here's a really out of the – you know, shot in the dark kind of theory. Uh, John Cena has been known to come back early from uh, from injury. Uh, he was supposed to be out for eight months with a torn pectoral muscle, and he returned to the 2008 Royal Rumble match to win it and then go on to WrestleMania that year. Um, he had a neck surgery, which was supposed to keep him out for like six to eight months. He came back two months early. Um, it would not surprise me if sometime in March, John Cena were to make his return from injury early, setting up him and Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's a shot in the dark. I'm not saying that's 100, percent but it's it, it it would not shock me if that if that scenario took place. Well, and there, there's always been the rumors that the WWE also uh, overestimates or uh, 
over releases uh, time needed for injuries. So when they do, when individuals do come back, uh, that it is a big surprise. So uh, who knows with any of these injuries, if um, you know we see some of these stars sooner than later, um, you know, and they wind up coming back earlier from these injuries. But uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you, and that's part of the problem with the Rumble when you bring up the Undertaker. Um, you know, when you start when you start to hear all the speculation and you start to, and we all do it, you start to fantasy book in your head. Um, and even what, what Mike said, you know, there weren't any other legends. And as much as, like, you know, sometimes it comes off a little bit ridiculous, but at the same time, you know, especially with the, uh, you know, most people now, like, they, they, if you watch the Rumble, you have your pools, um, you know, and, and it's fun. It's fun when, like, you know, you're, you're you're waiting with anticipation. You know, the whole living room is counting down the last ten seconds, and someone's holding their piece of paper with a little number written on it, waiting with great anticipation. And then, like, you know, a bushwhacker mar- marches down the ring. You know, and uh, you know, it's just that's one of those fun things. So when you you didn't have a lot of like those surprise entrants, you didn't have legends, you didn't have Taker. Um, you know, AJ Styles was uh, you know arguably the moment of the Rumble. Um, but you know, when you look at like the undertaker, it would have been really cool if he was part of the match last night. Um, you know, everyone's looking at Kevin Owens, the speculation, which I think that program would work. Um, but is that direct the direction they want to go in? Um, you know, could it be taker tonight? Um, I, I tend to lean towards no, cause it, it, I mean, taker hasn't been gone that long. Um, and they keep their, they're really marketing this as like a big return tonight, um, and it being in Florida, um, yeah, but who knows? I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe it's multiple returns. Maybe we see a, a Daniel Bryan. Maybe we see Taker and The Rock. I mean, who knows? Just to kind of really put it out there that, uh, you know, it's it's here. It's WrestleMania season. Uh, we're going to blow the doors off. We're looking to break some attendance records uh, going into WrestleMania. Um, so maybe we get multiple returns tonight. Who knows? But uh, I am looking for, I mean, you know, the, the cool thing, and I alluded to it before, is, uh, you know, there are a lot of seeds planted uh, last night. And that's, uh, you know, I to me, as, as a fan, you know, part of the criticism when you look at a Monday Night Raw, a three-hour show, um, and, you know, people say, oh, they got to shorten it, they got to go back to two hours. Uh, but part of the problem is having enough storylines, enough programs, enough interesting programs uh, to fill up the three hours. And what has happened for a long time is you've had, you know, a couple of storylines being fleshed out, and then you get, like, a crap ton of, of replays and reviews and moments ago uh, that, that take up the, the, the rest of the time. And um, to me, there's so many like seeds planted right now that I, I am hoping, I am optimistic that we're going to get a solid, entertaining three hours. I want to hear from AJ Styles. We got to hear from you know whoever this the surprise return is going to be. Um, I want to hear from Owens. I want to you know we're going to hear from the new champion. What does Dean Ambrose think? What does uh, Roman Reigns think? I mean, these are all characters that I, I want to see where they're going. Uh, I want to see, uh, you know, what what's next for them. I want to see the, those seeds to start to grow as far as going to WrestleMania. So I do think as far as, you know, starting off this WrestleMania season, 
I think the WWE did a decent job, and I'm looking forward to a, a, a decent, entertaining three-hour Raw. Now watch, they just crap the bed. But I, 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 I'm optimistic tonight we're going to get a good Raw, Dave. I think we will, too. It's just been confirmed on WWE.com. Uh, AJ Styles will be in the house in Miami for Raw. So I would imagine we'll get a promo from him uh, setting up his next rivalry, probably with Kevin Owens, judging from last night. It could be wrong. It could take you in a totally different direction with him. But nonetheless, he's confirmed. So I'm anticipating that. And I'm anticipating, um, I would imagine that this major return, this star return, is going to be a part of Triple H and the WWE Championship celebration that's expected to take place. Um, but I, I, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what Jericho and Ambrose are going to uh, have to say to one another because, Jer- you know, Jericho was a, Jericho had the longest time in last night's Royal Rumble with over 50 minutes. He was number um, number four or five, I believe, I want to say. Or maybe, yeah, I think it was like five or six. Anyhow, um, you've been in there for virtually the majority of the match, and uh, Ambrose eliminated him. And it had been rumored that the two of them are scheduled to meet at WrestleMania in one of the marquee matchups with the Intercontinental Championship at play. So I'm curious to see if that the, the build to that begins tonight. Um, so I'm interested in that. And, uh, I mean, I love New Day, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, you know, some pretty interesting stuff had resurfaced from, from, you know, last night's Royal Rumble event that could affect tonight. So usually the night after a pay-per-view is always a big deal, but Considering what took place last night, um, it should be a pretty big Raw tonight. I mean, in, in my opinion, with the way the roster has been affected because of the injuries in the past several months, within the past year, to me, they got to have like a 500 batting average when it comes to Raw from here to WrestleMania. Because you're not going to get that many people interested in three hours of Raw or even to watch WrestleMania if you're putting out what you've been putting out for the past six months creatively. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, when you look at that and you look at creatively, and that's why, you know, it's fingers crossed and you hope they don't, you know, I keep saying crap the bed, but, like, this is the first time for, for me at least in a long time that I, I there's, like, a lot of storylines and a lot of programs that I, I, I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. Um, you know, it's not just one or two, you know, and like you said, and if nothing else, I want to see New Day just do their New Day thing. But, you know, I'm intrigued even by the ladies, by the divas. I want to see where they're going to go with that. You know, uh, they've, they've alluded to maybe dissension between Charlotte and Rick. Uh, but who knows where are they going with that? Uh, you know, um, there's so many things right now that, that are on tap coming out of last night that, you just hope they do all these programs justice um, because they, they really have done a nice job headed towards WrestleMania that they could really put on a very good show or where we get away from that whole idea that we've been saying time and time again on this show, crappy build but decent pay-per-view. They put stuff out there right now where they got a lot of potential to have a really, really nice build where you got a substantial, meaty storyline going into the bulk of your matches at your show of shows, your big show of the year, and arguably 
what they're looking to do, the biggest WrestleMania ever. So I, I'm a little bit excited about tonight. Even little things when you when you talk about, you know, are they going to move into a direction with Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho? Just, I mean, how excited are you, Dave, just to see these guys going back and forth on the microphone if that's the direction they go in? I mean, it's, it, it should be a, a damn good entertaining feud. Jericho um, works really well with the young guys. His purpose has always been, since he's become a part-timer, to really develop the young guys and make them ready to be the next big stars. And, you know, clearly he sees a lot in Ambrose. I mean, I read an interview with Jericho once where he's had conversations with McMahon in contract negotiations for his returns where it's like, all right, I want to work with wrestlers A, B, C, X, Y, and Z, and it gets done. Like, he's almost got, like, a pick of the litter. So for him to pick Ambrose, which I read that he did have he did have some interest in working with Ambrose, for him to pick Ambrose, um, to me, shows that not only, you know, he's interested in making him a star and making him a bigger deal, but WWE management is showing more faith in Ambrose to be a big deal by having him work with Jericho. Now I gotta say now, we got about you know, we got about five minutes left and we looked at like last night's show and, and we're talking about it. We're uh, you know, excited about a lot of the potential that's that's going on here, a lot of the seeds that were planted uh last night as far as programs moving forward. Uh one of the matches surprised that uh, you know, we both got it wrong. Uh fatal four way tag team match, qualify for the rumble, Mark Henry, Jack Swagger win that match. And as we talk about all these storylines, uh, you know, coming out of last night, what we might be looking forward to going forward, um, I, I, you know, we talked a little bit on Saturday night, um, and I'm curious where they're going to go uh, exactly. But what what's next now for the Dudley boys? You know, that's strange. I really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, that was not a good match, let's just put it that way. There seemed to be a lot of confusion going on. Um, the finish was awful. And to put Henry and to to make the match have some meaning by having them qualify the, for the Rumble, okay, that's cool. But then both those guys went in that Royal Rumble and they didn't do jack shit, except they were you know cannon fodder for for the Wyatt family and and, and Brock Lesnar. So, um, I mean, I, I I really don't know what where they're going to go with the Dudleys. To be honest with you. Um, I mean, I, I was expecting them to help the tag team division, and they really haven't helped anything. And I don't think it's them per se. I think it's what creative is doing personally because they're very talented guys and they're over. I mean, they're a very popular duo. They're one of the most popular tag teams of all time. Um, so hopefully they hit the reset button on them and wherever they got going forward for WrestleMania, they're, you know, they have a clear path for, for their characters, and they're in a prominent position on the card because I think they're going to need the Dudleys for a prominent position on the WrestleMania card as well. So hopefully tonight we see something better from the Dudleys than we've seen in uh, recent weeks. Agreed. Yeah, that was not a good match at all. It set the bar pretty low for all uh, the matches on the card. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean – Two guys, very talented, uh, you know, an all-time great tag team. And uh, you would just like to see them do a little bit more as we've, uh, you know, had a pretty positive show tonight looking at uh, guys who are set to have uh, 
decent creative runs uh, towards WrestleMania. What do you do with the Dudleys? Uh, and and you know, as all the stuff that that, that we talk about, the seeds that were planted last night. Um, one thing that is intriguing uh, is what exactly because the seeds weren't really planted. So it, it, are they going to do something with these two? Uh, you, you brought them in. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to be totally negative, but I, I don't know if you can really say that they've really helped out the tag team division too much. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but you'd like to see uh, these guys in a more prominent role. Now, whether they go in the direction of splitting them up or uh, they give them a more prominent role as a tag team remains to be seen. But that's another thing. Looking forward to tonight's Monday Night Raw. Um, I'd like to see something, something out of the Dudley boys uh, just to give us something to get excited about with these guys because, I mean, these guys aren't spring chickens either. And uh, you'd like to see at least, um, if if this is their last run, uh, give me something positive out of these two guys because they're uh, an all-time great tag team. You guys tonight were great. Thank you for the phone calls, uh, the speculation, uh, good stuff tonight. Uh, Let's see what happens tonight on Monday Night Raw. I think it's a profound question. We'll see if we get some answers. Is it time? Uh, You know, get on the Facebook talk about on Facebook. Again, we'll have the uh, Monday Night Raw chat on the Facebook page tonight. That is Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. But I want to hear from you guys. Is it time? Is it time to pull the plug on the Roman Reigns experiment? Uh, Is it time to just completely and totally repackage the guy, uh, pull him down and build him back up again? want to hear from you guys, so get on over to the Facebook page. Uh, and let us know your thoughts on Roman Reigns. And we'll see. Obviously, we'll get some more clarity tonight on Monday Night Raw where exactly Reigns is going. But uh, we use the term a lot, a little bit muddied with uh, the Roman Reigns character. Let's see if we can get some better booking out of him. So we'll be back next week at 6.30 to get you set for Monday Night Raw. It is time for Raw tonight. Get on the Facebook page. Enjoy the chat. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.